0: Hello, it's Lee Durrant here with another episode of Rodcast, where, as you know by now, we dive into people's Salesforce careers to find you, little nuggets of inspiration that, that might help you in your Salesforce career. Um, I'm pleased to say that joining me today is Dave Atkins, who I've known for a long, long time. Hi, Dave.
1: How are you doing, mate? Morning, Lee. Uh, how are you? Well,
0: good, good, good. Um, thank you so much for, for agreeing to, to share your Salesforce career with us. I mean, or, or your career before Salesforce as well. And then obviously any little tips you've got along the way will be brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking perhaps you can, I know you and I go back a long way, so perhaps you can give us a, a, a high-level intro about you and, and then before we before we sort of dive into where it all began and, and, and then bring us up to date. So, yeah, a little intro would be great.
1: Sure, yeah. Okay, where it all began. Uh, well... Uh, <laughs> I uh, came through a uh, software background, um, usual sort of development and uh, design way back in the day. Um, and uh, I was introduced back in the mid nineties to something called CRM. Now I'd yes. never heard of it. Nobody else appeared to have heard of it. And it was uh it, it was something entirely new. And it took some time for for that to, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, come to fruition. Mm. And uh, it was uh, quite weird, really, because the first uh, real uh, introduction to Salesforce I had, I was working for a, uh, a software company and they wanted to try out CRM and i did a bit of research and came across this thing called salesforce which uh was in its very very early stages then
0: well yeah um, if you're talking mid, mid-90s they didn't start till 99 i don't think did it was they?
1: 99 yeah it was mm. 99 they started i think this by then was probably about 2000 2001 so, something yeah, like that really yeah um and the strange thing was that uh, uh one of my colleagues in my present company uh said uh, the same thing and he described it as when Salesforce was uh, nothing more than a glorified address book which uh, okay yeah <laughs> way way back um so yeah we um uh we adopted that and uh obviously in those days you didn't have the infrastructure around it that you have today so everything we did we did ourselves uh, we found that it was very customizable and whatever. Hmm. Um, and it worked well. It worked well as a, a, a sales tool, uh, something that so we could track customers on, track their um, uh, 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 purchases and their prospects. But it was a very, very simple system um, then. Yeah. Um, so, but- yeah, I just moved on through. Was that um, was that
0: is that um I am going to name some names then, was that pre-laggon because you were at Lagan. Oh
1: yes well pre Oh, I didn't know that I, yeah, I okay yeah yeah this um, so, um this was um a company called Gavs uh which I think you may remember I remember um, Gavs
0: yeah I, yeah. so, I not see um
1: that's right but, and uh, I was hmm. working with them um and and really, it was an internal system. We needed to to use something to to track sales, uh, and that's how I got uh, my first taste of um, of CRM and of Salesforce. That
0: was your that it was it fell onto you, did it to to be that person to get it to work?
1: Yeah, I was literally chief cook and bottle washer. Uh, yeah. uh, everything I had to. Uh, had to do um had no concept of going outside to anything like an SI or you know things like that We I mean, did it ourselves and obviously coming from a, a software background um it was interesting for me to do that uh and interesting for me to to become involved in the business side of it so you know how we use CRM so um uh, um
0: and as I said before to you I'm going to go off on tangents here but I look at your profile, even though I've known you for a long time, and I kind of know your profile so well because obviously we've worked together for so many years in terms of me either recruiting for you or, or finding you job So I know your profile. But it, all, more often than not, you refer to yourself as a project manager. Yeah, yeah. That then you said, chief cook and bottle washer, and yeah. that um, that that leads to my first sort of question that, that 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 is a bit off topic in terms of your career, anyway. You if you look if you're if you're called a project manager but you're doing what you did with Salesforce, there's so many different things you can call yourself because obviously to do what you've done just to build that from nothing for um for gab sorry um it's, it's so much more than project management isn't it
1: yes yeah, yeah it, it was a lot more um and that continued for probably five six years of uh, uh, with uh, various crm packages um i spent a lot of time with uh, something called via Interaction Center um, and again the original uh, position that they asked me to, uh, to to do was a technical position and then I ended up managing the entire project um, and that was my introduction to real project management which I you know thought well I quite enjoy doing this and that's when uh, when i'd finished that project i then decided that um i'd try and angle my career more at um at project management than the technical side um uh and that's really the sort of widening of the stream there one mm-hmm. of the problems as a technical project manager is that companies tend to use you in uh, uh when things go slightly adrift shall we say or they don't have the uh, the the expertise you suddenly end up being a techie again Um, yeah you know certainly in those days it probably doesn't happen quite so much these days although uh, you know you still uh, dabble Um,
0: the reason i bring that up is because uh, i think if you've had a a vast career like you have and and you're you're you know looking around or what have you your cv can sometimes come across as i don't know what this person is they look like they've done a bit of everything and and um and i think hiring managers and recruiters can can get a bit confused as to yes. what, what you are so i'm wondering whether there's a tip there about writing a cv for the job you kind of, kind absolutely. of you want rather than rather than a whole big list of everything you've ever done do you know yeah. what i mean
1: yeah I absolutely right yeah uh in fact that is a, a trap that i've fallen into Uh, A few times when I've uh, uh, gone for a, um, uh, certainly a few years back anyway, gone for a position as project manager or, or even program manager, they've looked at my CV and said, oh, you're a techie. Yeah, and I, I said, you know, no, I'm not. I, you know, I that's my background, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I'm project a ma- uh, project manager. You know, I've uh, gone through all the the print stuff, the agile stuff, and 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 uh, you know, work my way through that. But that is a you're dead right. That's a top tip. If you're going to go for a uh, position, make sure your CV reflects that position. So uh you know don't let it waffle on about i've done this and done that in other sectors um make sure it's to the point if you're going to be a project manager you're a project manager
0: yeah and, and obviously without not not saying you're saying this but without you know fabrication though you just maybe it's just taken away all the noise that's not relevant to that particular role or because we do get that a lot actually in, in the salesforce space where someone is let's say let's say they're an admin and they've done some development and they want to be a developer but the cv smacks of i'm an admin then line managers which i'm sure you've been in that situation yourself you're not you're not yep. reading cvs from top to bottom you're skimming you're too busy um and it's very quick to just go well that person's an admin not a, not a developer or that person in your case is a is a techie not a project manager yep. um yeah that's so, so that's it that is first really good tip thank you very much so you so i remember then um that you worked for a company called laggan that were a crm company but i'm guessing not cloud obviously like salesforce am i right was that what Lagen, that's exactly right, right. Yeah. laggan
1: uh were a um uh, a northern ireland based uh crm company that dealt exclusively in the uh, uh uh public sector so um it was an interesting period of my life actually because i did a lot of uh travel um all over the world, working yeah. with different governments and different government departments of uh, companies, uh, countries, where uh, you know we were putting in uh, um, quite a sophisticated CRM system. Um, you know, throughout the UK, we we put it into just about every um, local authority you could name, but also places like San Francisco. Um, uh, uh, and, and the most interesting wall for me was new orleans just after oh. katrina oh so, right yeah 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 we, we we put it in there that that was that was an experience uh probably the details of which are for another day but uh yeah it was uh, no
0: i, I didn't know that so 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 that's quite interesting isn't it so you're get, getting to see the, in, the inner workings of these these government systems all over the world you must have had a high yeah. level of security clearance for that
1: yeah yeah uh i did and uh, that that came into um in into fruition later on as well when uh, i dealt with the uh, um uh the, the the uk security side of things as well so um yeah it, it, it's a way it, it, it's strange you never you never set out to to actually do this and say right this is my this is my plan, this is my <laughs> career path, and whatever it's just how things drop um but you've got to be ready to take those opportunities and equally ready to realize your uh, uh your own requirements and maybe even your own limitations, so sometimes you've just got to say no uh that's not what I do that's not what I want to do that's not what I want to get involved in but equally you say well yep when something comes across and you think that sounds interesting then you go for it you go for it 100 percent.
0: that's actually really good advice especially in this salesforce world that we are living in um uh, probably even even more so i mean salesforce has always been an industry where there have been more opportunities than than, than there have been good well not good but experienced people i think it's been exacerbated by covid and and brexit um more recently it, it just seems like if you are a person, you have any kind of experience there are so many opportunities out there that it's very it's probably difficult to sort of sit still and not have your head turned every five minutes by the likes of me um, yeah yeah so probably good advice to, to to know what you want and try and tune out the rest of the noise um so that that would be uh, another little um nugget for people um so, they, so like a lot of people that I've to that have certainly had a long career, two two things you said that I think resonate. You look back on the career and go, "Blimey, it looked like it was all it was all a plan," but of course, not necessarily. And and also, you got into Salesforce kind of, I would say by accident, but you didn't plan to get into Salesforce. It just happened to be a system that the company you were working for wanted to implement.
1: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it is. John Lennon said that. Uh, um, life is what happens when you're busy making plans and that's exactly how it turned out um, so what's on that note then what 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 where did you see your what did you think your career was going to look like before
0: Salesforce came along and you you went down that road
1: i th- saw my career really being in uh sectors engineering sectors uh you know project managing projects within an engineering sector which it's worked out totally different very rarely am I involved in uh, engineering uh, sectors although strangely enough the project that I'm managing at the moment uh, quite a large Salesforce project uh, is with a large engineering company it's probably the first time in gosh 10 15 years
0: I suppose that's the good thing about Salesforce now anyway isn't it Is is, is that unlike in your lagging days when it was all government now you it, it can be anything. You could be oh. working on a government. Uh, sorry, uh, engineering one day, and know uh, a bank the next, and, and all these different.
1: Absolutely. In fact, as you say, engineering, banking, um, uh, gaming systems, um, and uh, all sorts of areas. Um, Salesforce is such a uh, such a um, diverse tool now that. There's so many uh, angles to it. It's very difficult to keep up with everything. Um, you know, uh, as, as much as you can do the trail uh, trailhead, mm. and as much as you can keep up with the, what you think you've got, the, the next projects um, certainly. As I'm working for a very large SI now, um, you know, they'll, they'll they'll drop something else into you, uh, and you think, I, I I've not done this before. Uh, but Salesforce is Salesforce um, and they, they, the the amount of support now you get from Salesforce compared to, you know, 10 years ago is incredible. So yeah, oh, it's, it's, say, it's but, a good
0: time. When you started then with, with, with this project at Gavs, there was no trailhead was there? I can't oh, tell you.
1: No. What there no. Was.
0: I think you had to just Google stuff and go on. Um, I seem to remember you, uh, it's iTunes university used to do like um, some little courses you could, you could watch but um i guess you just had to wing it did you
1: yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah you would uh you'd spend uh um you know sort of quite some time doing the simplest of things because um uh on uh at the start of it you had absolutely no idea how it was going to to work um and that's where obviously my software background came in uh in, in handy for me but um yeah um and even these days, you know, as a project manager, pure project manager, I don't think they let me near anything technical these days. <laughs> but uh, um, you got where you wanted to be then, which is yeah, well, I, well, they, this yeah, yeah. So the overall goal has been fulfilled, and you know, I got to say, um, I'm really glad it's a decision I I, I made. I'm really glad that uh, I'm in the Salesforce um, ecosystem somewhere uh, because <laughs> it is so di- diverse.
0: Um, well, I was going yeah. to say so the next natural question is kind of when did you know that i'm going to do this as a this is this is the road i want to go down um was it was it at gavs or did it come a bit later
1: i came a bit later um again i was with uh um uh i i i uh i'd gone from permanent jobs to contracting um
0: we'll come back to that yeah
1: yeah so the contract uh i had was with um a company called Arkiva, who um are the people that you that, 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 that supply the communications for the smart metering oh, yeah. and uh the reason I got it was simply because I, in some stage of my uh c v it mentioned salesforce <laughs> and <laughs> i think it was the beginning of where salesforce uh people were few and far between yeah but i um I did also have quite a lot of project management uh, experience, and that's really what they were after. So at that stage, I really, if you like got my teeth into uh, Salesforce, uh, I realized then that it was a um, a very, very useful tool. And then talking to various people within Salesforce and, and users and also government um, bodies, um it became obvious that it really was going to be the way ahead so i did make a conscious decision then that um everything i did would be in future um you know revolving around salesforce
0: yeah lovely and then you mentioned you went from permanent to contract was that a conscious decision or did it just happen that way
1: no no like a lot of people um i got made redundant um uh, and i made the decision that i really didn't want a a, a permanent position um again uh, and contracts came up uh, and um that was the first one that that looked viable for me uh, and also uh, the interest level yeah um i was at a stage really in my career where um i didn't really you know need to take the first thing just to you know sort of put food on the table um and so i was uh you know able to choose and i've got to say um it was a great choice uh, set me on the way uh to serious salesforce project management yeah and serious involvement and, what's the, and what so what's it like what you know for some someone
0: listening that perhaps is permanent in a permanent job and think about going contracting uh, and even the other way around what what are the sort of differences and and how did you find going from one to the other and and, and from what i understand now i mean i'm fast forwarding a bit but you're, you're you're back to permanent now yeah so. but that's be you, you were many years as a contractor I know, yes yeah. i was yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what do you yeah. think the differences and the plus of, the pluses and the minuses of both i suppose
1: well the pluses uh of contracting i think are that you can have probably a, a better uh, work-life balance because you can if you're prudent Um, you know, sort of uh, make enough money to be able to um, uh, maybe take two or three months off and then look for a contract. Um, It's probably easier now, certainly in the Salesforce world than it was back then. But um, uh, it's that's that's a definite plus. You do have uh, the downside is is often. You are not treated the same as a a permanent employee, so you don't get the benefits. You you know, obviously, you don't get holidays, uh, paid holidays. You don't get uh, any kind of sickness. And some companies uh, don't include you in their uh, social side, Mm. although I've been very lucky. There's only one that's ever done that, that. but uh, some will take you on as though you're a full-time employee and treat you exactly the same. Yeah.
0: That's interesting. I didn't think of that. Because
1: the the thing about it in the end is how much do you value job security? Because when there's a downturn, the first people to go are the contractors.
0: Contractors, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, is any job secure? You mentioned earlier on exactly. you never London, which is which is what got you into it. So um I think the word permanent should be changed to something else. It's never permanent, <laughs> especially in the Southwest world. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah Okay, it's always interesting to hear how uh, the difference and then uh, and then obviously you switch back but I'm, i don't i'll fast forward too much to to the, the latest permal. Okay. um so so obviously we got to a point then where you thought right that's it i'm doing salesforce i'm a contractor now um did you i'm interested because i know i know that you've, you've been on both sides of the fence in terms of obviously being interviewed for a salesforce job but also i know from my experience that you've interviewed people um to work for you on projects as well so um any kind of funny not I don't know, any sort of stories of 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 maybe weird experiences um on either side of the fence no names obviously um yeah and yeah. Tips for people because again a lot of people that listen to this podcast are probably thinking of at some point moving moving jobs and it's nice to get different points of view on on tips and, and yeah.
1: yeah yeah i mean one of the things that i've uh i always look for is is not just the salesforce side of a cv but also their general side the reason why i do that is quite often you do get the uh the, the odd person that you get uh that the, they've had very little salesforce experience but you get that feeling about through their cv yeah. that they could easily fit in um and with with all the learning material that are provided by salesforce uh, and other companies um it's it's not that difficult to to uh, uh to, to actually get the the overall um gist of everything within uh, within salesforce so i i like to make sure that there's a varied cv um, don't overdo it don't go over the top about salesforce especially if it's should we say a slight exaggeration yeah. Um, that's, that's one of the things that you can certainly, I've come to notice when uh, I go through CVs, um, that, uh, there's too much emphasis and you think, well, you couldn't possibly have done that in that period of time. Um, yeah. you know, so, so, uh, yeah, but CV, CVs really have to reflect you, not just your work experience, but they have to reflect you as a person because... Okay. You can you can be the best PM, the best technical architect, the best BA in the world, but if you don't come across as being able to fit into uh, that kind of environment that 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 you know you're being recruited into, then it, it it's not good for the company and it's certainly not good for you. So uh, yeah, make sure your CV is really rounded in that sense.
0: I wonder if that is a because th- obviously with yourself and a lot of people I speak to on this podcast that, that fell into Salesforce, you've probably got that rounded view. Whereas some people these days it's it's all about how many certifications have I got, how many trailhead badges have I got, you know, and, and and it's all it's all so Salesforce because they want to get into it, unlike a lot of people like yourself who fell into it, these people are targeting. So it's good advice, I think, though, because because I've heard that a few times where the one thing that you can learn probably is the salesforce stuff, but you, but you can't learn the, the the personality, the the other experiences. They're just they're just things that have happened to you. Um, yep. So we try and try and spread that message, I think. Um, and and from a point point of view of you you it, being interviewed yourself, any strange experiences? I know, I know I've sprung this one on you, so don't don't worry. to <laughs> I, I know you've had a few, and I hope you don't mind me saying this. We had a recent podcast with a, um, a, a fellow who was made redundant. Uh, Richard Pay he was probably the last podcast we did. Actually, made redundant in his fifties, decided Salesforce was for him. Tried to get into the Salesforce world, and he, he found it quite challenging because people were disregarding him because of his age um, and almost almost forgetting that there's all this experience in 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 some really really good industries that. That salesforce could benefit from um and, and in the end he's got you know, a really good job so that, that's great um did you find that a little bit in, in your you know towards very your, towards the, very rarely. the end of your career but the, the middle end of your career yeah i'm just curious
1: yeah very rarely I, i've been lucky i mean obviously uh, you know you've only looked at my cv to see i've been around a bit um so i'm mm-hmm. obviously not 25 years of age um but I've been very lucky. Um, I think maybe the fact that my CV is tailored um, and, and slightly rounded, uh, you know, to, to show not only experience, but who I am uh, and what I am, then um, I think there's only probably twice I could actually say, yeah, the reason why I didn't get that is because of my age yeah um so to anybody listening to this that you know is is shall we say slightly more mature you know provided you you look at your cv and think right would i employ this person not the technical side, not the project management side, but would I employ this person? Would he fit into a team? Would he be able to join in with people that are sometimes um you know i'll be honest young enough to be my sons or daughters yeah um then you know I think most people uh are pretty fair. you're obviously going to get some that are biased, but uh, so, but
0: and, and um i i I think I've had this with yourself and maybe some other people where um the the cv gets disregarded because there's no certifications on there and this is kind of going back to the point from earlier but you go, there's there's all this experience and you're saying no because there's no there's no admin salesforce certification on there yeah when when the guy's a really experienced project manager doesn't make any sense to me um have you what's your thoughts on that
1: um i suspect that has happened to me uh you know i've never had any out and out proof um but my view is that the experience that I have uh, across that, it should be enough for any worthy employer um, to to you know to be able to say, well yeah, he's actually done it. he's not sat in the class and learned it from a book um, yeah. you know or, or learned it online or whatever um, and uh, you know, I go back to the days uh, where, certification for certain things in, in in the in back in the days when my microsoft certification was yeah. supposed to be the be all and end all and i was in a managerial position then and people would turn up and the only thing they'd ever done is gone through all these uh, certif- uh certifications when you put them um, in front of a system they didn't have a clue because <laughs> they'd never actually done it all they'd done is learn it from a of course and spent a lot of money on it so maybe i'm a little bit biased the other way i would never ever say to anybody don't do certifications yeah but uh i uh when i'm looking through cvs i glance at that and um you know sometimes you'll see multiple certification and my reaction is always wow but that isn't going to um sway me in one way or the other it's about the person about their experience about the times they've uh spent within a, a company um mm, and things like that you know so um
0: yeah okay yeah i you see on um, obviously I, I have a recruitment company so we spend a lot of time on on the likes of linkedin and you see people referring to themselves as 17 times certified this or you know 15 times certified that and it, it is interesting that it is like a the higher the number the better i am um but i think you know from what you're saying I, it, for me it always makes sense to get a certification to almost rubber stamp what you've just done if you've yeah. done a project on i mean let's just say Pardot, I I the first thing that's popped in my head then yeah then are maybe going to get the cert afterwards but don't, don't just get the cert when you've never actually done it it doesn't make it doesn't seem to make a great deal of sense then um, yeah. Um, i remember the microsoft days as well and in the end it got a bit flooded didn't it so in the, in the old days if you had a microsoft cert, you could walk into a job and get loads of money yeah. within within a certain number of years the market was so flooded with microsoft certified people that it, it didn't mean anything and i wonder yeah. whether that will happen to salesforce one day
1: i i suspect it will it's a, it's sort of like um a certification inflation really certification because
0: inflation That's a good one. yeah no yeah.
1: um so that it, it becomes meaningless becomes worthless um i i don't look at it like that at the moment but i could see that happening because again um even today i probably get three to four um recruitment agencies a week saying we've got this position uh you know are you interested in talking <laughs> and whatever yeah. Um uh, simply because they can look through a cv and often the cv they've got is, is is quite old um but they can see the kind of projects that i've i've run uh in the um uh, verticals that i've run them in and the the way i've worked things around um you know the, the issues that you get in any project so um yeah uh i mean One of the questions you asked me earlier about, did I ever have any, uh, did I have a funny story? I'm not sure it was funny, but one company that I went to, I had 14 interviews. That's crazy. Absolutely, is I it in the
0: South uh, Force world, or is this previous this was South, or... Force,
1: yeah, yeah, and not that long ago, so I won't mention the company and it's not the one I'm working for at the moment uh but uh yeah, it was uh I was on the uh on video, I was on the phone um and whatever, and I had interviews with um quite a large company, so and I think I had interviews with just about everybody, including the tea lady um uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: not offer of a, of a cup of tea from the tea lady but yeah. uh, did, you get, did you get to offer the, that company you don't have to name them, i but... did
1: i did i oh, actually yeah. I, I in the end they came came to me uh, you know and and said yeah we we want you to lead this project um oh, and you, um yeah i spent uh two two years uh there and um it was the, the interview sequence was a good indication of what it was like working for the company oh so you um, joined
0: sorry i I it, I, I kind of assume that you didn't take it so you this, oh, no, no no in, right, okay. in the yeah.
1: end um you know he, I, I was uh working then as a, a contractor um and <clears> uh you know they came back to me several times uh and the last time they came back to me i didn't have a contract so
0: Um, I
1: wanted to join the company, I mean, from the the moment uh, the opportunity came up, because it was quite a good company, I'd heard a lot about it, but um, their interview processes were absolutely diabolical, absolutely ridiculous.
0: I, I assumed as well, when you said 14 interviews, I'm assuming that was for permanent, because... It, that's still like, that's still a ridiculous amount for a permanent person, but you, you could almost understand it. But for contractor, that's, even, that's yeah. even more ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it it was, again, it was originally as a contractor, and uh, you know it was going to be a lengthy contract rather than um, you know sort of the usual three month and then renewal. Uh, and in the end, they said to me, "Would you go permanent?" Um, yeah. And I said. Mm. and then they made an offer which made it sensible to go permanent so i said yeah uh, and I, I i had i was with them for two years permanently um i interviewed people while i was there uh some of whom you know and uh i certainly didn't go through 14 interviews with them
0: <laughs> no um and on that note then so i mean have you've worked <clears throat> excuse me than end user in that case in fact your, your career you've you've probably covered all of them haven't you in terms of the the way i look at it you've got an end user you've got a consultancy and you've got the sort of the app maker um yep. builder isv type which i'm thinking was probably lagging uh, so what are they what are the differences in your opinion in your experience of those three and um
1: as everybody... a as a project manager um obviously you you sort of alternate uh between a uh, gamekeeper and poacher really so um you know when you're with with uh with a company uh um and salesforce si's are working uh for you and with you then you the whole uh, w- way of working is is different because you have a different set of values and mm. so you work you you what you you've got to remember that In a lot of cases, you have sympathy for a uh, for for an SI, because what they're being asked to do is not necessarily um, the what you as a XSI worker uh, uh, would agree with. But you've got to ask that question. You've got to make sure that you get the best for your company. Mm. And um, that that's one of the things is is. You know, as they say, don't go native. It's very easy to go native when you see that what's actually happening is, in your opinion, the wrong way to treat an SI. And, uh, you know, um, it's very easy to, to to switch over and say, well, no, they're right. Maybe they are in, the, in some senses, but you have to understand that your company has a business need. And as a project manager, you're trying to put a business tool, be it Salesforce or any other Piece of software in uh, to enhance the business and and in the end uh save or uh, save money and save uh, and, and and make more profit. Make
0: more money, yeah. But I'm sorry yeah. to ask a stupid question, but well, what, what do you mean by "don't go native"? What is
1: that? Mean? Well, it's very easy uh, when you uh, are talking to SIs. A lot of the people you're talking with, uh, you know, at, 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 if you like at a human level, are people that are uh, in a position that you yourself have been in. And it's yeah. very easy to sympathize with them and say yeah yeah you know don't worry about uh, that we'll sort that and, and whatever and i'm afraid to say on occasions i've done it so uh you know right. it's 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 one of those things but um you have to understand that your loyalty uh in the project has to be with the company you're working for and sometimes you have to be a little bit uh um harder and say no you know i i've heard your advice i've heard what you say i understand what you say uh but this is the way we want it done this is the way it has to be done
0: yeah you know oh i see Um, you mean yeah yeah yeah, okay (laughs) and do you have you got preference now and i know at the moment you're working on the si side and we've done that before obviously and and you've done the end users quite a bit so is there a preference for you or or you just like
1: I like the SI side uh, simply because the variety is there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you can be working on sales cloud one day and, uh, you know, sort of three weeks later, you're working with Amazon Connect and uh, Salesforce. And, you know, six weeks later, you're working with, um, you know, service cloud or marketing cloud or, or, or all the various uh, um clouds that uh, yeah i was going to say you know and and that takes me back to to an earlier point is you're never going to know everything never you know uh, so so you need to uh, understand that at times you have to adapt yourself but also work with your colleagues i mean obviously um, as a project manager i have uh, technical people working with me uh, and bas working with me and they know a hell of a lot more about the uh, uh, technical side that, than I do um, and that's why they're on that project uh, my my job as a, a project manager is to make sure that the whole thing comes together that you uh, provide the best possible service you keep everybody updated and um, you know you look out for any issues um, one word really is communication mm that that really is the whole thing about project management is communication communicate with the customer communicate with your team communicate with your uh, company uh, and make sure that you know everybody's in the loop
0: yeah no and and i suppose as i said earlier on the, the, the amount of opportunities that are knocking around in the salesforce space it probably could be quite easy for people to get pulled from pillar to post and try and understand everything but i i, I think in the way salesforce is going people need to probably sort of pick a pick a lane if yeah. right, and, and and become an expert in that and, and not beat themselves up for not knowing the ins and outs of everything and having all the certs for everything yeah um, if that's if that's a bit of advice i was gonna ask actually what what, what is it like then because you mentioned that you get messages all the time on linkedin and what have you when you're in a job and you're happy what was it, is it really quite annoying to just be constantly pinged by people like myself with a oh I've got this job are you are you looking because it's, it's, I imagine it's constant in the salesforce space.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, you know, if I go in through my uh, personal email today, I'm sure there'll be. In fact, I know there is. There's two that saying, "Would you like to talk about this?" Uh, I wouldn't say annoying. I mean, in some ways, it's it's great. You know, flattering, because, suppose, yeah. And it's very flattering. It's also the fact that um, you know they may catch you in a period of time when you're not very happy where you are. Uh, and it's a way out, so uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's never a problem. And I always politely say, No, I'm you know permanent with with uh, uh you know, currently with EPAM, and um, say, No, I'm I'm very happy there, yeah, uh, and uh, I'm not looking to move.
0: So, I put it like a full time job just managing your inbox on LinkedIn,
1: <laughs> so it, it can
0: be, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And that's it, goes back to my point, you know, when you sometimes you look at and this is for you know some someone listening maybe that might be in this situation you, you your cv can if you're not careful your cv can look like nine months here eight months there ten months there and you're jumping around this is not even a contractor this is a permanent person um because the minute something isn't quite right where you are you go to that inbox and you go right i'm out of here um is that the best thing though for your career
1: or, or no. you try, and, try and figure it out and stick where you are for a little bit yeah you, to to learn anything you need to take the pain you know it's great great when a project uh finishes and it's very successful and uh, you know everybody's your friend uh, everybody's patting you on the back and the team you know whatever but sometimes there's a lot of pain in that um and a lot of late nights and a lot of yeah uh, uh, well, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll use the word stress. You do get stressed. It's, it's, it's. Uh, I'm not a stressy type person, but you know, even I sometimes get a bit stressed about it. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, one of the things I do look at uh, on a CV is if the job is permanent and they are from a permanent uh, background, then I look at how long they've been there. Um, yeah. Because, you know, uh, certainly at the moment if things go wrong it is easy to bail it'd be very easy to think i uh, you know i don't need this uh i'll go to xyz you know uh, but yeah, um,
0: there but, um yeah yeah i, don't know, get, I don't get from where i'm coming from recruitment companies we're out there dangling these opportunities out there for people in the hope that they say they're looking um but there are some occasions where you look at someone's cv and go you really need to stay where you are for, for another year or something otherwise your cv is going to start to look like there's something there's a common denominator in you moving every yeah number of months and that, that's the that people assume that that's something with you um which sounds awful but i think if you if you if your reaction is to to glance across opportunities every time there's a little issue at your current company then, then you're never going to stay anywhere very long um
1: yeah. yeah yeah that that's very true um you know obviously from a um a contract a contract point of view um sometimes you've got a three-month contract and that's all there is to it you know you're not going to get an extension simply because you've done what you you had to do yeah um and that's why i'm very careful to, to read up on that to make sure that there is a contract because you can't discriminate district uh, no, yeah. uh,
0: here this leads quite nicely into a, 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 a question that it's a to, it's a hot topic at the moment i mean it's always been a, a reasonably hot topic in the salesforce ecosystem but and i've never known in all the different recruitment the sort of lives I've had because obviously I've known you from from before we both went yep. to Um this marketplace at the moment is absolutely rife with counter offers uh, so that's obviously only really for permanent people um, but bearing in mind what we just said about how easy it is to sort of glance across and go right I'm out of here um, I don't think there's there's many people at the moment that are, that are saying right I'm, I'm out of here I've I'm interviewed I've done me 14 interviews at this company <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm leaving and then lo and behold this magical new opportunity arrives at the company they were at with a nice pay rise where do you where do you sit on the whole counter offer thing from the point of view of receiving one yourself maybe or even giving one if someone was saying to you i'm, I'm off has that ever happened for you for you?
1: yeah it's happened in both both ways i mean oh, really? uh, okay. yeah um obviously you know your um financial requirements uh, and you you know what you need. My advice in that sense is never, ever go chasing the big money unless you really, really need it because, yeah. um, you know, I can only think of my own experience, and I'd, I've only ever done that once, and it was the worst decision I ever made uh, really? many, many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was on what I considered a fair uh, wage, and somebody came in with a huge offer, you know, virtually tripling what I was on. Wow. Um, and I, I, I thought, hmm, this is for me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let me tell you, it wasn't. It was Triple the worst, the worst the period of my working life. You know, I hated it. I hated mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I got out of that. I tried to stick it out, uh, but I couldn't. Um, and you- so that was a lesson
0: what i tend to find sometimes did you then um, because you, you then get used to that level of salary so when you're trying to get out you you can't because yeah you, you become
1: imagine. you come i think you wouldn't call it a poverty trap a reverse poverty trap yeah you become used to having a lot of spare cash a lot of uh, uh you know sort of uh, things that you hadn't been able to do and especially you know, as it was then, I had a, a young family, so it was nice to be able to spend uh, money on really good holidays for them. Um, and you you tend to put up with quite a lot. But when you suddenly feel your own mental stability uh, being um, affected, uh, that's the time to get out. Yeah. Just um,
0: you know, no details necessarily or, or naming companies, but what was it then that made it the worst? You know, did was it that they expected so much of you because they're paying you so much?
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, obviously, they're not going to uh, you know sort of give you an easy ride, and I knew that when I uh, I joined. I mean, it was it was a company that I would um, I dealt with in the past as a customer. Um, what I didn't realise is their internal ways of working uh, were high pressure, high pressure on everybody. I mean, the amount, the the turnover of people in that company was absolutely incredible. Um, And their ways of treating you and talking to you, um, it was virtually, we're paying you this much, we'll talk to you how the hell we like. And uh, you know, you'll do what I tell you to do, um, you know, working seven days a week, sort of in some cases, you know, sort of 15, 20 hours,
0: and, but that's the uh, thing isn't it that's the trade-off you're saying about it's nice to have the money to spend on a young family but you're not there it, yeah yeah
1: you'd also end up the richest man in the graveyard so yeah <laughs> it's, uh...
0: you're coming up with some really good little um <laughs> richest man in the graveyard
1: <laughs> yeah I'll
0: yeah down um no that that is I, I mean, I, I know as a recruiter we could keep going on about counter offers and it's and, and from our point of view It's annoying because you say to people, you know, are you sure you are going to leave and, and all that mm. um, But it's it's very rife at the minute there's some There's a lot of money being thrown around for people that are, is, yeah. are, are Unhappy for whatever reason and obviously you try and get to the root of that reason um, and And then they obviously go out to the ecosystem. They they spend some time talking to other companies Um, which is a waste of their time effectively isn't it if they're then not really going to leave they only need to be lured to stay for in some cases quite a lot of money you know it just seems obviously the salesforce what can the salesforce ecosystem continue to do this do you think
1: um i think under the present climate this will continue for a period of time Mm but um there will come a day of reckoning in the end there always is from the financial angle so um yeah i mean i i um, in the reverse situation uh, i look at a person's worth and if they come and say look you know uh, you know sorry david you know i'm handing my notice in um you know i always like to talk to them about it and why um you know and, and and when you i always say look would you mind me what what you've been offered if they've been offered a salary that in my view is above their um you know capabilities capabilities that the company then then i won't even attempt to match it the 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 reason you would often do it is you don't want the the hassle of trying to employ somebody to fit in you know that once that person leaves if they're at all competent they're going to leave a hole
0: yeah. and
1: yes you can fill that you can fill that maybe with somebody's somebody that is even more competent but you've got to ramp that person up they don't come in from day one know everything about everything the way you work the way your clients work and and, and hit the ground people sort of talk about hit the ground running you know in reality that in that situation it doesn't happen you need to give them time to uh, understand your systems uh, understand the way you work understand your company values things like that so um yeah uh it it, when somebody leaves and 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 they're you know sort of reasonably good at their job it does leave a hole Uh, and sometimes you think well actually we probably are underpaying them so you make them a counter offer uh better than the one they've had yeah um but i would say that's always the exception rather than the rule.
0: and you know do you do you then not look at them a bit strange every time they have a doctor's appointment or a, uh <laughs> a, a because you can't help it can you, you it no. way, really or are they off again interviewing
1: yeah then? you do the, the relationship the personal relationship it is never really the same because as you say you get a phone call and say you know uh uh i'm afraid my granddad's died and you think well, how many granddads have you had you know uh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh you know the doctor's appointment as you say and things like that um but um yeah it it can't be the same again um
0: no it's interesting because it, it's it's it, it's rife at the moment and it's you know good luck to some people for getting what they're getting but uh just it'd just be nice if people got that before going out to the market and and speaking to people and what have you um mm. but uh, there you go That's counter office covered anyway um so what so i, I already appreciate it. it's been an hour so i i i didn't ask you at the beginning this how long you've got so I, i'll just do just say if you need to stop I've got a couple more questions i want to run by you um yeah
1: okay i could do another 10 15 minutes here
0: okay fine cool. right. well um Maybe it won't be that long, but what, if you can think of it, what would you say has been the biggest challenge so far in your career? And I, and I, I, I suppose we're talking about Salesforce now, but, um, but you know. Is, is yeah, okay, in? if
1: you're talking about Salesforce is understanding how you approach a a project, knowing full well that, in fairness, Salesforce, the, the clue's in the name, they, they're a, a company that, you know, obviously have to sell a lot of licences and things and they will set customer ex, uh, expectations at a very high level um and you need to be um very conscious of that and understand the maybe the reality of the situation and and uh work with the customer to i wouldn't say bring that down but to align it more um than 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 uh, uh it's normally, um, you know, possible. Yeah,
0: no, that's that, that's, um, that's fair enough. And, and do you have a, a sort of a favourite thing about the Salesforce ecosystem or the Salesforce product suite? Or you know, is there anything about it that you, you, you know, is your?
1: Yeah, uh, I think my favourite thing is there's always something new. Yeah, there, you know, if you get bored with Salesforce, then the problem's with you. You know basically because yeah. there is always something new and um it's a very very good sector to work with uh work in uh the interest levels um you know um and i do sometimes look at the technical side of thinking side of things and think yeah i see how this works and, and then you sort yeah. of slap yourself and I was, oh, certainly i do as a pm thinking no those days have gone don't touch it you know yeah, yeah. Um, uh but there's um that they're, they're a good company to work with and i find that certainly over the last two to three years they really have become more uh customer focused than they were before i think at times they they sold things um that were not really fit for purpose or were, but you'd have to do so much customization on it that um, you know it would make it financially uh, unviable. But mm-hmm. uh, now I think they they actually look at their customers as partners. They've they've always claimed to, but I think they do now. Um, mm-hmm. That's nice. And and uh, you know with the uh, customer success programs that they have, um, it's it's very good. And 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 you know working with them, they do keep the SIs on the straight and narrow
0: well okay that's good man yeah exactly what What are you most excited about in terms of the future of of, of your career i suppose and 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 salesforce the ecosystem?
1: yeah i think uh you know the future is 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 really big for salesforce um uh you know you almost think oh god knows what they'll come up with doing next uh but i can't wait it's a bit like you know sort of um in the old days waiting for the evening papers and you know what's in that now and <laughs> uh uh yes yeah, it's, it's 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 um it, it, it it's always it's always a challenge there's always something new uh and it's it's interesting and provided you can personally take that as uh, a plus because with that comes stress yeah i mean you can get landed with things that you have absolutely no idea about <laughs> and you think well you know it's my job to, to work this with the team mm. but we've got to uh, we've got to work through this and and work it out um providing you can take that then it's a great sector to be in um and, and I, i'd recommend it to 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 anyone
0: Absolutely, brilliant, and and uh, any final sort of thoughts or tips or anything like that, or, or are you uh, you happy with the hour and a bit we've done?
1: No, I think we've gone through a lot of things. I'll just say, you know, um, if if Salesforce is your chosen uh, 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 path, then make sure that you know your product, but make sure you know your business sectors, and make sure that you come across as a uh, as a as a person, as a human being. And someone who can fit in, not just some sort of uh, um, genius machine who knows everything about uh, Salesforce, it's it's education course. collector. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, no, brilliant. Thank, lovely. Thanks, Dave. It's been been great. Uh, well, catching up with you. It's been a while since we've spoken, um, and I, I totally appreciate your time uh, going through. And you know, like you said before, there's there's topics in there that you could spend a whole hour talking about. That, 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 those one topics.
1: Um, maybe we'll follow up one day and do that. But. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where can i'll I I tell you, you about my 14
1: interviews yeah, yeah why not That'd be
0: quite <laughs> interesting. Um, i still can't believe that. Uh, what um it sounds like you know if anyone does want to find you obviously linkedin but then your linkedin inbox sounds like a nightmare um but are you you're quite open to that if anyone wants oh absolutely
1: if anybody wants you know wants to chat or, or wants to anything that i can help with uh yeah i've been around uh, a long time so probably have seen most things Uh yeah. very little surprises me these days so yeah i'm more than happy um,
0: with you and you're on linkedin with your portsmouth shirt on if i remember rightly so uh yeah. actually i
1: think linkedin i got my west indies
0: shirt on oh i thought it was your that's my my knowledge of uh outside of the premier league sort of football yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> my my, my,
1: my my Portsmouth shirt stays hidden. I get too much stick about that. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Oh well, Dave, thanks very much for for spending an hour or so with us, mate. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, look forward to to what happens in your career moving forward. And and um, yeah, thank you very much for your time.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: You